0: Hello middle-aged gamers, in today's show Adam, Phil and Antoine will discuss on the worst games they played in 2021. Whether the games are really bad or just big disappointment, we let you judge for we have made up our mind on those. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel as most of our podcasts and content are there at Middle-Aged Gaming. Thanks and enjoy the show!
1: Hello out there middle-aged gamers! We are back today and we are going to be going over some of the worst games that we've played this year because not everything always comes off perfectly. So, yeah, unfortunately, it has been a great year for the most part, but uh, unfortunately some things just, yeah, don't come out the way you want them to. Either you play them and they're not living up to your hype or you read the reviews and they just aren't doing great, but for whatever reason... They didn't come out great, so that is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm sorry if that intro if that intro wasn't quite up to Phil's specs, but uh, hopefully we'll be okay. <laughs> all right, so we're just going to hop right into it. We don't have Korean today, but yeah, since oh no. yeah. yeah, Korean doesn't like negativity, so that's why yes. we're covering all the all the bad stuff today, so we can get it out of the way, so that way he can talk about happy things next week. All right, so who would like to begin with? their first terrible game of
0: 2021. All right. Here, welcome really. to, welcome to renting all man. Now this That's is right. all negativity today. Yay.
1: That's right. We're all <laughs> exactly.
0: So, uh, all right. Yeah. So Antoine, you want to, yeah.
1: all right. Antoine's going to start. Yeah, for
0: yeah. I'm going to start because uh, you will see something very, very typical. I don't know if it's still the same today, but at least in the nineties and, In uh, video games reviews, it was exactly like this. Some times ago, at the beginning of uh, when I arrived, I talked about Pine, and Pine sounded fantastic. Uh, Just to remind you the setting, it's kind of post-apocalyptic, if you will, island where the last humans live all alone uh, at the top of a mountain, and they're very afraid of going down the mountain because there's some creatures who could eat them or whatever down, down there. So it's a quite a, a very nice setting. I did a half an hour video on all the introductions slash tutorials, and it's super cool. It's very cute. The gameplay is fantastic. The stories sound good. And I really, really recommended this game when I took it out. I remember it was a free, free on Epic at the time. And uh, so for the video, I finished at the introduction after, say, about one hour more, give or take. And if I was a journalist working for a review magazine, at the time I would have given a 95% yes, jump on it, it's a fantastic uh, game. But after I played a bit further, (laughs) and you can start seeing the flows. It's a game which is very much Breath of the Wild. Uh, type of uh, open world with five tribes which are not friendly with each other so you have a a great amount of diplomacy in this game Uh, the only issue is that when you say it like this press of the wild five different tribes uh, some of them at a war with with each other you could do a lot of very interesting stuff with your character who's trying to you know, bump up a bit uh, humanity in, in there. because I'm not really in a good position at the moment. So what happens is that this tribe, basically, you just collect some mushroom or plants or whatever somewhere, drop them at the hotel, and that increase your reputation. And that's it. You go to the village and you can't, apart from the, the merchant, you can't talk to anyone. There's no quest in every different village, and there's some things ridiculous like you go to give some some mushrooms to the to the fox tribe, and they don't like each other with the uh, bull tribe. The bull tribe have never seen you; they don't know what you look like. But if you go within walking distance of them, they attack you on sight. That's weird. So this is the kind of things which is really disappointing because it could have been very fun, but. Giving mushroom to the foxes meaning that as soon as you go to a part of a, an island that you need to go explore, meaning you're attacked on site with other tribes, and that's really tiring. Especially that the, the diplomacy, uh, diplomacy matter between different tribes change all the time, so you never know when you're gonna get attacked. That's just not fun, and that's a shame because the uh, the weapon system, all of this is. Very much copied on Zelda, of course, but it works. It really works. The puzzles are fun. And it really was something that I really wanted to play. And after, like, first hour fantastic, one hour in, uh, after that was like, I don't want to keep doing this anymore. It's just, that's just not working. So, started well, ended terribly. And that's for me, is. Although, if it's, it's not a terrible, terrible game. Huh? But for me, that's the worst game I played this year. Unfortunately, this and Dark Alliance with Phil, but I think he talked about it quite a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> so
1: is it is it is there like a, a meter or something when you're working with the different tribes, where it like kind of goes up a little bit? Or is it just like literally just black and white, where it's like, oh, now we're on this side, it's- and the other ones are against me, and it just flips?
0: It's a very creative meter, which is unfortunately very tricky to to watch because each tribe is rec- represented by some kind of logo, like uh, the foxes are fangs and whatever, uh, and so you have the relationship in a kind of totem with all the logos and going up and down in some kind of a wheel. You know, green is good, uh, white would be neutral, red would be uh, at war. And uh, you have a little arrow for each tribe. And honestly, I was looking at them. And I was like, so there are a war with who? Oh, okay. And I come back 10 minutes later. Oh, it change oh, <laughs> I it changed again. I'm not going to go on an adventure thinking, okay, so who's uh, happy with who at the moment? And in 10 minutes, who's going to be? You should take notes of this. And I just don't want to take notes of this. This should have been a simpler system to... To tell you where you're gonna be engaged on site.
1: So, what's the goal of the game? Are you trying to unite the tribes, or Not,
0: no, 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 You're trying to find a way for humans to to survive because the the mountain they are living on is slowly crumbling. So, you don't really have you have a, quite a small territory at first, and it's getting worse and worse. And at some point, it's gonna all go down. So, you need to find a new place for humans to to survive and that goes through making alliance, through resources. The whole point of the game is that too many people for a small small island, not enough resources. Some people are gonna die, that's why they're always at war and you can't have everybody happy. It's not uh, that's not like this. So that, that's the thing. Humans have to find their place in this very dangerous and wild world that they don't know at all. Again the pitch is fantastic. I really love this kind of pitch. You know it's not all rosy, you have to, you know, killed and step on some other tribes to, you know, be able to eat tonight. <sighs> Such a shame.
1: <laughs> Are there survival elements to it? Like, do you have to eat or is it mostly you have just exploration?
0: It has been a while, but yes, you have to eat. You have to collect some food. You have to craft. There's a lot of uh, crafting in it. There's even crafting in it. There's everything for me to be happy about it. That's why I'm so sad talking about it this way. <laughs> Aw. There's crafting, this food, there's, yeah.
1: That is disappointing.
0: A bit, but, yeah, very much.
2: Yeah.
1: You have any questions, Phil?
0: I do, but
2: kind of linked to that, because Breath of the Wild 2 is due out next year?
0: I think so, but it's going to be late, I guess.
2: So this was a disappointment for you. So will you bother getting the second one?
0: That's not Breath of the Wild, though. That's fine.
2: Yeah, but you said Is it was it very the, similar to Breath of the Wild. Legend.
0: It's very, it's it's, it's, it's the open world and the mechanics. The so this isn't Breath of, uh, of the Wild. No, 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 no. It's, it's it's it just looks Genshin a lot Genshin like Breath, Breath of, of the Wild. <laughs> okay, I was
2: gonna say okay, because I don't really play Zelda games, as we've established previously. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah it, looks, but... it looks samey enough. Enough. So what's the difference between this and Breath of the whatever thing you're talking about?
0: Genshin Impact, <laughs> Breath of the Wild, Pine. It's all. See the design, the cartoony design, the open world, the fact that you get bonus when you eat. I don't know. There's, there's like endurance matter. If you run, you, you lose your um, you, you lose your breath. You have to stop to take a breather. Lots of things like this, like the weapon system with uh, the how you call this in a, the slingshot bow and arrow weapon system is very similar lots of things very much inspired
2: so what is it that's different because you like breath of the Wild, right but you think this is a lot of crap
0: because because
2: what are the features that that define that
0: it's not in the gameplay or the mechanics this works it's in the storytelling and the world in general in breath of the wild the, the world works and Maybe part of it's because all the tribes are more or less friendly with each other. or At least they don't interact with each other. So each tribe has their own quest, has their own storytelling, and it really interacts well. And for the few moments that all the tribes interact between each other, it works. Here it doesn't because it's not deep enough. You know, you go into a village a village with foxes. You imagine like you could talk to, you know, maybe not all individual, but at least a good amount of individual to have some background, some some story, some lore. But it's it could have been empty, it would be the same. Cause apart from the merchant that you can buy a couple of stuff if you're friendly with. So if you're not friendly with the tribe like at the beginning, if you're in your neutral you can't buy anything. So you really need to be friendly with the tribe to buy stuff. Uh, then it could be as empty it could be an an empty field that'd be the same. And uh, and that's a shame because there's some good mechanics. You know, I was talking about resources. It's very important in this world. And you see the little foxes going out and taking, you know, resources in front of you. You know, you could have taken the mushroom, but he beat you to it. He took it in front of you. So you have to go further to get stuff, to get other stuff. So that, the mechanics are really well thought. Is the environment, the background. The background, really, the, it's not well-woven. I don't know if they lacked time to put some some deep story into each tribe, but it's lacking. It's really, really lacking.
2: Well, this won't put you off grabbing Breath of the Wild 2.
0: No way. No, nope. won't. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. I, I love Zelda. I love Breath of the Wild. What would, what would put me off playing Breath of the Wild rather than watching a, a stream? is that uh, if you really want to play Breath of the Wild and do every single puzzles and mission, you have a good 80 hours in front of you. And I don't have this kind of time, but I really love it. And I would be very happy to watch my uh, French streamers that I watch all the time, because he's a really fun guy and he plays very well, so I'll be my watching last, it definitely. My
2: last quiz question almost, because I got looped into, oh, what was the award? The award was, give me a second, nominated for the Game Award for Most Anticipated Game. What uh, Breath of the Wild 2. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting oh, yeah. segued oh, on Breath okay, of the okay. Wild 2. I don't know why. I'm just, uh, there we go. <laughs> so that's how of the internet took me. Take me? Took me. Uh, but yes, it is in the Game Awards 2001 uh, Most Anticipated Game winner. So along with Breath of the Wild 2, what are the other four games in the nomination shortlist?
0: Horizon Two thousand
2: and twenty-two most anticipated game award. Forbidden West. Forbidden West, yeah. Forbidden West, yes. Today. Horizon Forbidden West is one. There's three uh, more. Let's see. Two thousand two. There's
1: no. Yes. There's no Elder Scrolls or Cyberpunk's coming out this year.
0: There's no GTA's either. Yeah.
2: There's no GTA's. We've covered uh, at least two of these, maybe even all three of them. Oh, in Elden Ring, Elden Ring, yes.
0: There's no Final Fantasies in, I guess what not. Sixteen come out next year. No, I don't no, think
1: they haven't said sort a of release date yet, have they? So okay, so it's Elden Ring, Horizon Zero, Horizon Forbidden West, Breath of the Wild, two. <laughs>
2: so wait, we're, we're looking for one more or two more? Two more, Is two more.
0: Console or PC games?
2: uh ones on everything one's like a big a big chain like series oh god of war ragnarok god of war ragnarok is the yes it is it's, that's gonna be the other console one and then the and one that's on everything uh well yeah, not it? on playstation apparently action role-playing video game not on playstation on switch though Xbox Series X, Series S, uh, Microsoft Windows. Okay, well, if it's action, it's not going to be Halo Infinite. But November that comes the, the 11th, dude. right at the end of the year. Blimey, people got to wait a long time.
0: Nope, no clue. No Bethesda idea.
2: Game Studios, if that helps. Oh, Starfield. Nope. Starfield, yes. That's your last one.
0: How can Bethesda game be anticipated?
1: <laughs> they always, all their games are anticipated. Whenever game, they have a game come out, everyone's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> People will because, learn at some point.
1: No, they'll never learn because you because the games get modded. And that's why people love them because they're they're really easy to mod.
0: Oh wait, could you mod Fallout 7.6? Oh yeah, you could. Okay. It was
1: it was made with mod support in mind. That was yeah, that was part of it.
0: Okay, that's so here's need, a game. But yeah. Fix it yourself. We know it's broken. Fix it yourself.
1: Yeah, that that was the whole thing with the uh, the creators' club because people could create content for it and then put it up and then you, but then people would have to pay real money for it and that was the whole thing was people were like why are we paying for mods that we can get for free
0: exactly yeah but yeah, yeah. Skyrim. how many months yeah. scary
1: exactly so that, that was that was the it, that was because of fallout 76
2: i think mostly apparently elden ring won the most anticipated game award last year i mean come on <laughs> sure, you can't wait multiple years. Let's just keep it rolling for like six years. Just like six six Whoa. years running, we have the award for most anticipated
1: game. I think it was because it was postponed, probably. So it was probably meant to release in 2021,
2: and then was pushed back to 2022, probably. Well, they're saying that it might even be later now on this. It says there's been no news. People are worried that it's going to be cancelled or it's stuck in development hell. Because there's been nothing released since the initial announcement trailer.
1: No they did a, well. they did the beta, and all those people were able to do yeah, they did a beta there were all those people doing videos of it
2: published five days ago that's what this guy on game rent says he disagrees with me. he says you guys know nothing John Stone John, Snow. John, stone. <laughs> John, stone. John stone John Stone John stone It sounds yeah,
1: like they, a they, they had those people yeah, it was like what last month or something
0: Oh, uh, a week or two ago at so least.
1: Yeah, there were people doing, uh, they, they had a they had a beta, the closed beta, and people were doing it. I don't know. All right.
2: Uh, well, Phil, do you have a game you want to talk about? Or are you still thinking about it? Oh, wait, sorry. The next paragraph, then he says, but now there's a ton. Okay, so maybe. There's nothing coming out. Why, why spend the entire intro of your first paragraph saying, oh, there's been no news about this. Everyone thinks it's going to be canceled. The next one is saying, oh, but now there's a lot of information. Like, yeah, great, <laughs> dude. Thank you. Now I look like a fool. <laughs> it's all clickbait all right <laughs> <laughs> 10 all worst right. games um i've had a, i always have bad years to be honest i always seem to pick games that i don't particularly end up enjoying um and i don't really know why i should stick to being more uh, i mean i have had i've had some okay games like i, I finally getting into Vermontide 2 and i've never played that before and outriders was swinging a miss but I, I think at the end i kind of liked it and i did play it like crazy but uh, there's two games this year and again, like we've already talked about Dark Alliance being upsetting and to be honest not a, a stage below what Vermintide is. So I'm going to go with one of my mobile phone games, Warhammer Chaos and Conquest which I've played for about the last few years I think, two or three years uh, base building and I've got videos on the, um, the, the channel which uh, covers some statistics and tactics and things to pay attention to and which commanders to use. And it. to be honest, it wasn't a very good game, to be fair. And if it hadn't have been for the Warhammer skin and all of the characters and stuff, I probably wouldn't have continued playing it for as long as I did. But they've just made a long line of progressive decisions that have taken the game down, heavily milking those, the, the final whales that, that linger in the game. And uh, it's just kind of driven everybody away and I I think they just had a couple of really bad policy decisions over the summer summer wait what month are we in now yeah sort of like towards through the (laughs) summer they made like three or four really bad decisions that a lot of people didn't like they wanted to um, they always try and merge servers together so that all of a sudden the the whales or the big groups with the spenders will, will continue to spend and they had like a lot of expansions but the expansions were always about um, one server versus another server and one was always ridiculously overpowered and twice as strong as the other. And there was never any real balance between all of the servers. So because there's never a balance between the servers, you could never have any event that was particularly really well balanced. Maybe there was like out of the 10 servers playing, there was maybe two that were kind of similar and so maybe two that were kind of similar and all the rest were just on like a scale progression of terrible to, to you know, we've been playing this game for four years and we're going to kill you. Um, and because of this, just all of the events were no fun. So they made an expansion, which was like an old one area. This was like last year, I think we ran a Christmas ish, I think. But the event was just you go to an island and you everybody can go onto that island from all of the servers and you can take some special cities and you can get special rewards. But of course, in the first six or seven months of this event there was only ever the very oldest and the best server that just claimed everything and got all the prizes so everybody else was just feeding off scraps and they did some mergers and they tried to make some balance and there was like one or two other servers which were in you know could potentially fight for for these prizes but everybody else was just pointless you know you've duck and cover and try and roll and get whatever little scrapes of rewards you could get or special tokens and icons but it just wasn't really fun and they just continued to do this on uh they changed the policy so every three weeks one week you got linked up with another server for a server war which like i said was always either horrifically in your favor or against you and then one week was this oath one area which was just the, the main biggest one or two servers would win all the prizes. And then there was one uh, week which would be all of the, the groups inside of your server fight each other for dominance on the cities. And again, most of the servers are so well established that there was always one group that were just head and shoulders above everybody else. And they claimed all of the cities and they got all the prizes. So there was just no balance with it. Um, I feel like they, they kind of... Developed the game in a way that was becoming increasingly obvious that they just wanted to milk as much money as they could, and so no surprises when Lord of the Rings came out, uh, similar-ish. Mobile phone base building units going through, but with far more tactics and seasons and all those type of events. A good chunk from our um, from our clans, from our servers, and from the game in general. From reading the 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 Discord, sort of all jumped ship and went well, you know, if if we're gonna Invest our time and play games heavily. We're not going to do it for the chat in a system. We're not just going to do it anymore for the skins of which models you've used over it. We're going to go somewhere that's that's just more appreciative of the community, more engaging, and uh, you know, some, a game that's going in the right direction. Or in this case, something that's just started, so they can properly get in on the from the ground up. Um, so I think it was a. Bit, it's been a bad year, and it's been pretty pretty sad because it's a game that my I got my dad to play um because my dad's always been into computer he used to do my uh, runescape farming when I was at school you know back from like how many years ago was that without showing my age but decades ago <laughs> many decades um and yeah so I would go to school and then I would come back and he would have just fished a fishing node or mine the mining node like you used to in runescape uh, and I eventually got 99. So we've always had computer games as sort of like a little bit of a, a chill out, and he he always asks me to what to do, what to build, and stuff like that. So it's sad because we've been playing this one for like two years, and well, to be honest, he still has no idea what he's doing. Uh, but I do need to get him into Lord of the Rings uh, so he can kill himself on that game instead of Warhammer Chaos and Conquest. Uh, but he is bad because he is one of those people who has no issue with spending money so he can quite easily and happily maybe spend one hundred and fifty dollars every weekend, um, and then, you know, my mom gets the credit card bill and she's like, "What? What's six hundred dollars? What is what? chaos and conquest conquest. I'm just like, oh, shut up, woman. It's my money. I can do what I want. Blah blah blah. blah. So uh, <laughs> what? A, what a, well, I mean, she. Buys everything she wants. They're in that comfy stage now, you know, but they're, they're both retired. They've got, you know, plenty of pensions. They don't really have the, the you know, anything to worry about. So we'll burn th- out I, think before these, does. I think a lot of these games are kind of marketed towards those people that are either retired or they're, you know, they've got a lot of free time and, you know, they're, they're more than willing to just go, yeah, okay, $100. So I will probably get him to do the shift because he's still playing this game and I haven't played it since like... June or July, and he still messaged me and says, Oh, can you sort my armies out? Can you please sort my research out? Can you please do this? I'm like, Dad, I've not played it for like five months. I've forgotten everything. But yeah, I think I think I guess you guys have always complained about mobile phone games being like sort of that the the pay to I I suppose you guys have more encountered the pay to play rather than the pay to win aspect of these type of games? Uh yeah,
1: for me, it's just um, yeah, the, kind of the pay-to-play. Uh, yeah, especially the like the energy systems where you know you can only do so much, and then you know you have to
2: stop. And yeah, and or you can pay money, and then you can continue playing. Yeah, because Kreen's not here, and I bet it would have been interesting because I would have uh, it would have been interesting to ask him. Does he encounter that in Hearthstone? Because he's, I think he's probably the only one who plays. What well, I know, you can play it on the mobile phone, and you can play it on Steam as well, but. Like a mobile phone game where you can pay to play, pay to win, sorry, in that a new pack comes out and you can just invest 1000 or $5,000 and just presumably buy out the pack. I, I guess I'm not entirely sure if that's how Hearthstone works.
1: Uh, Hearthstone is when it comes out, it, it's kind of like any real world trading card game where if you buy more packs, then you have a higher chance of getting better cards. Um, but. You know, it's like a real-world game, like if you were playing Pokemon or, or Magic, where you buy a pack and you don't necessarily know—you know—the theme of the pack, but you don't know necessarily what's in it. So, you know, it, sometimes you might get really good cards, a lot of them at once, and sometimes you probably don't. Uh, but but the more money you spend, the higher chances
2: you are of getting better cards. Yeah, I was going to say, sure, if you invest five thousand dollars or something on a pack on a box, yeah, you're going to have really yeah, you're well. going to
1: have lots of you're going to have every card you want, but you're going to have lots of cards that you don't want either. So. <laughs> And to my knowledge, there's no trading system, so.
0: Just a question. It's uh, Warhammer 40k, or is it a fantasy one? It is fantasy. It's fantasy. Okay, so
1: I got the right picture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, because I wanted to say that Games Workshop usually is terrible, at giving the license to uh, video game maker, editors, and stuff, you know. Uh, I don't know for fantasy, because they did a Total War, which was great. But the 40K usually are really bad games. I really hated the, uh, what was the name, the Dawn of War? Uh, yeah, Dawn of War. Uh, the Inquisitor was okay. But game Workshop, please. I quite like Dawn of War,
2: actually.
0: <laughs> really? The yeah. first one was okay. The second one, uh, and the third one, no.
1: Was that the RTS yeah.
0: one? It's not really RTS. No, it's more like a action. Okay. Um no, down. wait. You
2: might... don't play too what?
0: many 40k mm-hmm. games.
2: No, don't <laughs> force like the RTS, like the base builder. Uh,
0: the depends on which one you're talking about, one, two, or three.
2: Wait, what? I think we're talking about different games
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends that play a lot of 40k, and they they they're kind of the same thing. Where every time a, a 40k game game comes out, they're like, "Oh, yeah, finally, they're going to make a good one." And then every time, it's like, "Oh no, no, this was terrible." I think the only one they like was maybe the original Space Hulk. Uh, I haven't they played like that one. one.
0: But it's really, and I think a lot of people told them, Game Workshop, you have a fantastic license here. Cherish it. <laughs> Stop giving us <laughs> crap with it. Really. Even they the said, movies uh, they made.
2: Battlefleet Armada is solid, though. That's, that's one of the games that's very close to But then I guess I always loved Battlefleet Gothic. Both the, the the books and also the the board game because it works a little bit more strategically, and, you know, launching all the fighters and the bombers and everything. But um,
0: anyone waiting for Total War Three, not really.
2: Sure I need to get into it. it. I've, I've kind of missed it because I, I only just got into playing with my laptop. But I, I should. Apparently, you should get in from the first one because the story continues. Does it?
0: Uh, yeah, it's more like uh, you can buy it for just standalone. It's fine. But uh, if you... At least for two, you know, I bought uh, the second opus uh, standalone. But if you buy one and two, then you have the uh, the map, um, like the massive map. Number one is the old kingdoms with humans, dwarves, uh, vampire count. Uh, second, one, um, second one is the elves in the middle with the lizard men on the other side. And if you buy... Both one and two, you can have, you can play with the whole world, and I guess the third one will be will expand east with chaos, chaos dwarfs, ogres. Uh, so I guess if you have all the three, you will have a really really massive map, and that's going to be extremely fun. Because honestly, uh, second one was very fun in itself, but once you have both and you can play on the very big map, it's really really cool. I don't know how it's called. Um, the uh, the Egyptian, you know, this um, the equivalent of Africa with the uh, Egyptian undead. This is my favorite factions.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw an announcement the other day. They were talking about they're adding a Chinese faction or the the Chinese equivalent faction.
0: Really? Okay, because there's, there's uh, a yeah. faction in Faris, but I don't have much news. I know they're doing the um, uh, Kislev, Kyrs... I think the Russians. Kislev is very fun as well, so I really want yeah, to play. they're it. adding.
1: Uh... I think they call them Empire of Cathay or something like that. I'm not quite sure.
0: Oh, possible.
1: Yeah. But I I just remember because one of the comments was somebody was like, oh, they make a game and they add the Chinese faction and they add a literal dragon lady. (laughs) So that was the comment.
0: And I prefer to play the green skins. They are fun. (laughs) They're stupid, but they are fun.
1: (laughs) All right. So, anything else to say, Phil? I haven't played this one. So this is this is kind of similar to Rise Rise to War, or is it like a kind of a strategy kind of thing? Or yeah, but it
2: lacks the resets, it lacks the season resets. So the people who spend the biggest money, the people who played the longest, are always going to be years ahead of everybody else. Uh, so you so. see yourself
0: playing Lord of the Ring for years to come. Hmm. Weeks to come, <laughs> weeks to come. We will see. It weeks has it,
2: it. It does have its own problems. There's there 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 are niggling issues, but at the moment, like because it's new and everybody's getting along, you can kind of over you know overcome them. But uh, whether in you know three seasons time, six months along the line, everybody's still raring to go. Everyone's starting to get a bit fatigued. We'll see because it is heavy duty. I've said that before. Like you see from the live streams going on for like seven or eight hours, and even then, I'm kind of like having to cut myself short and be like, right, okay. I'm going to bed now. It's 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. and I, I need to get some rest or something. And, and Sundays was a short a short one because I really want to go to bed early and even that was like two and a half hours, three hours or something. So it's easy to get sucked into losing time.
0: It's hard for me mm. to figure out a mobile game can be that time consuming.
1: For me, it's kind of a mixed thing. I feel like there's a lot of waiting. Like At least, I don't know. That's my experience with it, like with Infinite Lagrange. And it's like, okay, you know, I... I <laughs> I can control these guys, but I can't control them in route. So I have to wait till they get there and they're, they're going to get there in like 20 minutes. Okay. So I need to do something yes. for 20 minutes and then just make sure that it's always there in the background. And I'm always, you know, on it just to to, to micromanage every little detail, but yeah. Agreed. You know, but I don't know if you
0: cool. went to uh, Phil's uh, live. Uh, he never stopped talking. So even if he is waiting, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I was like, how's oh, your throat not dead after all of this? you know, always explaining something. So Teachers,
2: I was
0: pestering with my advertisement in the middle. Hey, I'm here just to advertise in the So that
2: first weekend was streaming like 14 hours, and I think I probably got about one hour of in-game stuff done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've know, noticed that, like you, you'd go to a there was like yeah, you go to like a picture of Aragorn and you talk about Aragorn, and then you're talking about Legolas, but you're still on the screen with
0: Aragorn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's cool. At least, you know, that's a lot of content. It's not just empty space. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And then people can pop in and pop out as they want. Yeah, that's quite good. good Some people were asking
2: questions about evil factions. I never played the evil factions, so it's good to have people come in and they can like help people out or offer recommendations was good. But I got told off by my faction. They told me I had to be careful what I streamed in case it was a sensitive battle procedure or tactical You know, uh, situation. (laughs) I wasn't to give it away on my live stream. You know, oh, here we are. We're all moving over to here, ready for the surprise attack in two hours' time. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait! Oh, sugar. (laughs) (laughs) So I was banned from clicking certain areas of the map. I was on certain chat windows. I was only allowed to, you know, (laughs) censored.
1: Now do they allow you to lie and say we're going to be attacking
2: over here, and then mm, in <laughs> yeah. go around the right. other way? Try yeah. it off. I'll just go my own way yeah. with like five people and make it look like it's an army. Guys, we're over here. We're fighting over here. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, for me, uh, my game this year was probably Hunter's Arena Legends, which again, like Antoine. I kind of enjoyed the game, but I was just underwhelmed by it. There were a lot of things that uh it just wasn't up to standard, I guess. And yeah, it's just playing it like, like I said, the characters were fun. You know, you go into the fight, you grow them a bit, you know, you get some levels up, you do some PVE. I like the PVE elements of it, but it just felt like it was underbaked because. For example, when you go out, you fight stuff, you can get uh, your gear, you get your armor gear. And there only really seemed to be one set of each type. So there's only like, you know, one set of weapons. And then it's like, you know, rarity one, rarity two, rarity three, rarity four. And same with armor. So there didn't seem to be a lot of the customization that you have in games like League of Legends or something like that, where you're going through and like in League of Legends, you have to go through, you go to the store, you earn your money, you go back to the store. And you can choose what do you want to build? Do you want to build stuff for crit? Do you want to build stuff for damage? Do you want to build stuff for lifesteal? Do you want to build stuff for, you know, movement speed? And so you can kind of gear your character based on how things are going. But in this one, it was just flat upgrades, you know, just, just grab the better armor, grab the better armor, grab the better armor, grab the best armor. And that, that to me kind of made it a little less dynamic and a little less fun. And there was also the thing where you level up you go into the you go into it and you level up and you, you start off with, I think, what was it, two abilities, and then you get your your ultimate later. And it just didn't really seem like there was much of a purpose to that because in a game like League of Legends or something like that, you know, you're you're adapting. So you might say like, okay, I want to grab these abilities first. And you kinda have a build order that you're gearing for and you're getting slowly more powerful as it is. But here it's just kind of you're at power level one. And then suddenly you're at power level two, and then that's the max level. And so it's just yeah, you just gain access to another ability, and it didn't really seem beneficial to 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 do it that way, just because either a, yeah, I mean I guess the idea is you don't want to just come right off the bat and attack somebody with your alt, which I guess could make sense, but then why do it with, you know, but then of course it comes to the point where if you're level six and I'm level four, you have your alt, I don't. And then it's just this kind of the same problem. So it's you know is, is having that alt could actually kind of be beneficial to uh, defeating guys early on and whatnot. So overall, I, I think the the gameplay itself was okay. I like the characters, but it just really felt like it wasn't finished. It felt like you know we 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 built the first build of the game, and you know later on we're gonna add more stuff to it. You know we've just focused on the characters first, and we're gonna work on the items later. And uh, but other than that, I, I actually did enjoy it quite a bit. I, I felt like some characters definitely have huge advantages over others. They they said you know some are brawlers where they'll uh, uh, they're more about you know melee, or other ones are more tanky. Uh, for me, I found at least my style of play was to go with characters that were more ranged based and just deny you the ability to even get close to me, um, even if the character was a little bit squishy. You know, just being able to attack from range was a huge deal. Um, but that's just my style. I know other people would use more like this, like this guy that is fighting right now, where he's kind of a mid range guy where he he's a melee guy, but he's kind of got that Scorpion like
2: get over here
1: thing. Um, but yeah, it was just it was fun to play. But then once I was done streaming it, it was like, I'm done. I'm not going to go back and play this again. So unlike other games where I would play them off stream. Or I have to force myself not to play them off stream like uh, other side where I'm always like, I really want to play. But no, I'm I'm saving everything for the stream. So, you know, I'm I'm always like really eager to play it. This one was more like, "Okay, I'm going to stream it. It's fun while it lasts. But then once it's off stream, it's, you know, I just turn it off and switch over to uh, Catherine or whatever else I was playing during the time. So I didn't really play this too much off stream. That was my worst of 2021.
0: I feel you would have more fun playing For Honor. Did you try this one?
1: I, I did play for honor I played for honor quite a bit with uh my friends back in the day i we played the first season and we really enjoyed it but then uh we played a little bit into the second season after they added the Centurion and the ninja and the more it went on we, we, I don't remember why we stopped we, we ended up moving into something else I think but uh i and I, and I like the whole thing like where you can you can kind of get your gear and you can you know, build your weapon the way you want it, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, do you want more poison damage or do you want more lifesteal or do you want more, uh, you know, it takes up less energy or whatever. And I really did enjoy For Honor, but then it seemed to go, when it started off, it was really fun. And then it seemed to go kind of, because they leaned first into a little bit more realism and it seemed like they were starting to lean more into that kind of fantasy kind of element, especially when they added in like the ninja and he has these, know shadow teleports and stuff like that and I think some of the later classes are, are like that too and then um yeah and then originally when it started off it was kind of uh you know you were playing as a nobushi or you were playing as the shaman or whatever you know and later on it seemed to be I guess they kind of went more that it was character focused so you were playing a specific character rather than kind of a a class so you're playing a character rather than a class, and they change some things. So I haven't played it since a lot of the updates, but from what I've heard, it's changed quite a bit, and the changes are not ones that uh, sound appealing to me. So, But I don't know. Maybe I should go
2: back and play it sometime and, and see how it goes. What other games can you think of that also... Because you said the leveling system you thought was a bit lazy, like the progression yeah, just, of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what other the games? Do you think would uh, are games that you found leveling systems to be horrible and horrific?
1: Oh, uh, let's see, games where the leveling is terrible. Ah, oh, yeah, this one I can't. This one I didn't like just because it's almost like a switch. It's like you know, you're you're lower level, and then it's just you know, bump, 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 and then boom, you gain all your abilities at once. So there was no tree, there was no. But I'm trying to think of anything else that's just got terrible leveling like that. Uh, I did not like the Disgaea series. I mean, this is it's a completely different game. That was a strategy RPG, but I hated that leveling system in that game because mostly, like, if you're playing a game like Final Fantasy Tactics or Tac- uh, Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics, everything you do, every action you take will give you some form of experience. So if you're healing somebody, you get experience. Or if you're attacking somebody, you get experience. Or if you're buffing something. Or if you're using some kind of ability that you know builds rage on you or whatever. Every time you do something, you get experience for that. In Tactics Ogre, at the end of the battle, all your characters get experience. So you, everybody gets a, a flat amount of experience at the end of the fight. But in Disgaea, the only way to get experience is killing enemies. That's the only way to do it. And because of it, it meant your healers almost never leveled. And you would get one character and and it would make it that you'd get one character that would just snowball to an extreme amount to where they would just, you know, like he's level two and everybody else is level one. Well, because he's level two, he does the most damage. He's the most likely to kill somebody. He's the most likely to, to get the kill, which means he's the most likely to continue leveling. And then it gets to the point where your enemies are like level 15. All your guys are level five with the exception of one guy that's level 30 and he and basically he has to solo the level because everybody else is too weak otherwise what you have to do is you have to hope that you can get somebody down it's you have to like look at the damage and you're like okay this guy has this much damage left if i hit him if i don't get a crit he won't die and you have to pray you don't get a crit and then you have to avoid that character with with your with your strong guy and then go out of your way to have your little healers just thwack him with a stick until he's dead so they can get experience and I thought that was a terrible leveling method because I'm like, come on, like not everybody's a damage dealer. Why is all experience based on dealing damage? So I didn't like that system. I don't know if they changed it in later games. I only played the first one. Uh, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. If they did, fantastic. If they didn't, uh, I didn't like that one. So I thought that was a, a horrible leveling system. And then the other one I didn't like was uh, Final Fantasy X2. X-2. Uh, And that was just because normally in Final Fantasy, you know, at the end of a fight, your characters gain experience. Uh, But you can swap characters in and out. So if, you know, one character is stronger, you can swap them out for weaker characters and you can kind of farm experience with the weaker characters. Uh, But in X2, you only get three characters. And when you start off, they're all of equal level. But if a character dies in the fight, if they're not alive at the end of the fight, they don't gain experience for that fight. Which would give you the same problem where you would have, you know, maybe one or two characters are stronger, you know, or, you know, the, the moment a character dies in a fight, they're in immediately weaker than the other two characters. Which means that they're more likely to die in the future, which, again, can kind of snowball. Uh, so you can farm it, but then, yeah, it's, it's so you can't farm it by going back down to a lower level and, and fighting lower level dudes. But, um, yeah, I didn't like the fact that if you only have three characters, I feel like they should all be of equal level, not you know, all over the place. My opinion.
0: All good, Do you want to yeah. uh, go into the news?
1: Oh, we can go into the news. We got some good news and we got some bad news today. We'll start with some good news. Sound good? Yeah. I got three pieces of news today. Antoine knows one of them. Uh, the other two, he might not. Okay, so first of all, we have, so Razer and Qualcomm, are going to be building their own gaming peripheral. It's uh, going to be a portable gaming device. It's going to be running on Snapdragon, which is Qualcomm's uh, chip-based, I guess. And it's designed that it's designed for two things. So this is designed specifically to play Android games, but it's also designed for streaming. So some people are saying that this might actually be it. it On the surface, it's not a competitor for the Steam Deck because it's not going to be able to play PC games in the way the Steam Deck is able to do. However, if streaming does become popular, especially with things like xCloud or or NVIDIA or uh, uh, Stadia, then this might be a much cheaper alternative to the Steam Deck uh, if you're looking for something that's streaming because you're still going to get those same games at relatively the same quality as long as you have a decent internet connection. So this is something that maybe keeping an eye on. But uh, again, it's mostly designed for streaming and Android games, which, quite frankly, an Android phone can do. So if you have uh, those things that you can clip onto the sides, are you getting any real advantage of it, out of it? I don't really know. So what's your guys' opinion on this? Do you think this is a, a wise product design or do you think it's kind of a weird niche thing that isn't really necessary
0: it really depends on the price i would say
1: yeah they haven't released a price yet so uh, but people have been speculating
0: if it's cheap why not but otherwise i mean yeah. you, have, you already have your mobile phone so why do, would you need a mobile console for the android games
1: yeah i don't know if you're yeah for the android games i mean i guess not every phone is the best gaming phone in the world uh, for example, my phone's, it's decent. It can run stuff pretty well, but I mean, it gets hot after a while. Uh, it can heat up pretty quickly. The battery life's not too too bad. Um, but I guess this is, the difference here is that this is specifically designed for gaming as opposed to a mobile device, which is designed for multiple functionality. So I guess you can be a little more efficient about it, go a little bit harder into the graphics, and then probably design a battery that's more designed for uh, extended use as opposed to being idle most of the time, you know like a phone like a phone can last for over 24 hours, but you're not using it for you know most people aren't using it for more than 15 minutes, half an hour at a time. you know you pull it out, you look at it, you browse some news, you get off the bus, you put it in your pocket. Uh, this I guess is designed for longer play sessions. So I think there is a, a, a place for it, but again, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think if you can just get the good clips to put on the side, You've effectively already, you already have this. It already exists. So also, this doesn't look like it would fit in your pocket very well.
2: Nope. How <laughs> about you, Phil? What do you think? Would you? Oh, a saturated be... market. I don't think there's particularly, I think it'd be one of those things that comes and goes.
1: Yeah. So that's the first piece of news. The second piece of news, which is still good news, I guess. I don't know. It depends on your opinion. Uh, Spartacus, which is the new PlayStation Game Pass competitor that is going to be coming out. It's not quite clear what it is, but from initial looks, it appears that there's going to be three different tiers. So the first tier is basically just what PlayStation Plus is now. Second tier is basically what PlayStation Plus is now, plus a library, an instant library of games that you would have access to. And then... The third tier would basically be a combination of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now where you get all the stuff from PlayStation Plus, but you also get game streaming of pretty much mostly older Sony games. So, you know, PS1, PS2 era, PS3 people are a little bit skeptical on just because the PS3 was notoriously bizarre in its design and it's just really hard to emulate as a result. But yeah, so this is one of the things Korean uh, has asked me this question before. Uh, But would you guys be interested in some sort of Game Pass-like choice where you can subscribe and get access to all these games for the length of your subscription?
0: Not for myself. I don't even do PS uh, Plus right now because I'm not playing PlayStation enough for that. You know, when it's our age and you don't play Twelve hours a day. There's no point. If I was younger and I had, you know, this is the only thing I was doing. Maybe yeah, uh, that would be interesting. But right now, it's uh, I'd rather go and have my Steam sales on PC. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. plus I guess it's, it must be subsur- subscription-based. I guess
1: it's subscription-based, and yeah, it'll be. I guess on the I guess tier two is going to be kind of like Game Pass where. There's a library of games, and you can download them. And then tier three, I think, is supposed to be streaming, which will be like XCloud,
2: extended demos, game streaming, and backwards compatibility. Yeah,
0: that could be fun if you have time to spend on it on PlayStation. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, like play like PS Now is on PC.
0: Yeah. but so again, this might
1: be on PC. I don't know.
0: Again, too many backlog in the Steam library, so. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like ah, I don't know. I like buying
2: my games. I don't I don't know if I want to do this subscription thing. How about you, Phil? I was checking the prices. They reckon that the basic level is going to be around about twenty dollars, which is going to mean you're probably going to want at least a second level. So I don't know. I think it's too rich for my blood. Again, like my play my playtime is not consistent enough in a month that I would be willing to spend thirty dollars on a subscription pack that maybe some months I would never use. Yeah
0: it would be more aimed at uh, students but students do they really have so much that much money to spend oh well
1: 20 dollars a month
0: that's what uh, well i no, that's okay we, we played that's World for Craft the lowest or, level though you're gonna uh, need the uh,
2: second level aren't you really to get the games to have the game pass style system what, 30, the lowest dollars? Level is $20? isn't isn't playstation and isn't ps plus only 15 right it says playstation currently playstation now and playstation plus are ten dollars a month the price will likely be somewhere within the range of those combined. So,
1: well, that would be for tier three, though, because tier one is basically just plus what it is now. So, tier three would be tier three is the one that combines them. Oh, maybe. So, it hmm. could be ranging anywhere between $10 to $20. Which, if you're doing the $10 thing, then there's no difference to what you're doing now. So, hmm. <laughs> no change.
2: Yeah. Which yeah, means I don't know. I, I, I think I it'd know. be more expensive than that, wouldn't you? Otherwise, everybody would get it just just wouldn't make sense not to get it. What do you mean the the, the t- third tier? Oh, will they phase out will they phase out PlayStation Plus? then? PlayStation Yeah, PS Plus. I think the idea is
1: that I think the idea is that they replace yeah, exactly. They they they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be replacing PS Now and PS Plus and combining them into one service, but the service is going to be tiered. Mm-hmm. So, you can choose for basic level, mid level or high level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't yeah, I've so not they're paid
2: I've not paid for PlayStation Plus for like since I was playing Outriders, when was that? Like about seven months ago.
1: Yeah. Oh, you don't need it for a multi... Your wife doesn't need it for Ghosts of Tsushima multiplayer? She has it. She has she a Chinese account. Oh, okay. Well, then somebody has PS Plus. <laughs>
2: mm. But I mean, I can't get on the PlayStation, so it's irrelevant.
1: Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have PS Plus, but I was like, "Really, you don't have PS Plus?" What? oh, but yeah, yeah, I don't have two accounts. I don't have an American account and a and a Taiwanese account. I only have a Taiwanese account. So I thought you had two. I
2: wrote you twice on my uh, friends list.
1: No. Yeah, but I don't have PS Plus on the on oh, the. American okay, so you know,
2: you've got the two accounts, but you only have it paid for in one. Well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have two accounts, but the American account I don't have PS Plus on it. Yeah, because why would I need? Because I mean, the the biggest benefit I arguably would be sales. Or the free games. And the free games are going to be both are, are 95% of the time the same on the US as they are, are in Taiwan. So I could double dip and get a US version and a Taiwanese version of the same game. And then for sales, typically
2: the same games are on sale. So why, why do I need two accounts?
1: I don't Occasionally there are differences.
2: So but. yeah, Zoe always used to go on, but when I used to have, when I do, sometimes I'll have my UK account. Now I've got a Taiwanese account as well. So because I can go to the shop much easier and get in the card. But when I used to have the UK one and pay for it, she would what go through all of the sales on the Taiwanese store, and yeah. then she would switch to my account, and she would go through all the sales on my account, and then she'd be like, "Oh, why is Assassin's Creed or Grand Theft Auto cheaper on yours than mine?" So I guess yeah, sometimes sometimes there's differences.
1: Yeah, hmm. some things uh, are different. Like for example, uh, in Taiwan, for me, it's 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 mostly the language thing. So like in Taiwan, for example. Valkyria Chronicles, they don't have the English version of Valkyria Chronicles here. They only have the Chinese version, Uh, whereas on the U.S. store, I can get it, you know, the English version. Usually, games will release with a Chinese-Korean version and a Japanese-English version, or they'll release a version here that has Japanese-Korean, Chinese, and English all in one version. Uh, So they'll do that quite a bit but occasionally you get games that are not you, you can't get the english version of games here and that's what i mostly use my
2: american account for are those games and from the first time with my outriders i bought outriders from the store and they told me it was the english version and obviously i can't read it and i got back and there was no english version and so i ended up selling it secondhand to get most of the money back and then i just bought it online
1: yeah yeah for me it was uh there was a mistake one time where it was it the one of the tomb raiders was on sale and and I bought it and I ended up, I, 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 I remember thinking it was supposed to be the English version when I bought it. And then when I went to play it, it was like, nope, this is Korean. And I'm like, why is this Korean? <laughs> it's Korean and Chinese. So, And then I looked at the store and there was no English version. So I was like, well, why? That's so weird. <laughs> but whatever. I remember I bought it on sale. So. Uh, so that's the first piece of news. Second piece of news you may have heard of. Uh, so the vice president of PSN uh has been busted for hiring the services of a 15 year old boy uh so apparently what happened was there is a vigilante group i don't remember what they're called exactly but they basically catfish pedophiles is is their mo and so what they did was they went and posed as a 15 year old boy and got in contact with uh, a man and they posted and it was posted by a YouTuber or or, uh, I think it was a YouTuber, like some Twitter guy. And it was, it was weird that this guy was posting it because when he was the one posting it, I guess people say that he's, he's uh, the account is kind of one of those sensationalist kind of, uh, you know, accounts that just does things for attention. So, when it first came out, some people were thinking, oh, this is fake. This isn't real. Uh, but anyway, the video, you know, they, they had the conversation, which is pretty graphic. And then in the video, somebody goes up to this guy's house. He's standing outside. Uh, they approach him. He basically is like, What are you doing here? And he starts to go into his house. And then they start yelling at him through the door, you know, about how he's a pedophile and how he was trying to hook up with a 13 year old boy uh so again because of the video it was very hard to verify whether this person was in fact a pedophile so uh so (laughs) our beautiful pedo bear there and in fact he was wearing that exact shirt in the video uh but uh what happened was so at first uh, because i saw this and i was looking around at the news and there wasn't too much news on it so i was thinking oh maybe this is fake well the next day, there was an article on it on, uh, you know, there was there were a few articles on it. And then the day after that, and Sony announced that this guy has been fired. So I am assuming that this is actually true uh, and that this is a, a real thing and, and not just some you know troll thing. So, yeah, the fact that Sony fired the guy within basically 24 hours of this going, you know, newsworthy. Is pretty big and and a lot of people when it first came out you know we're making a lot of jokes particularly given the uh activision and their uh sexual harassment things going on and sony and nintendo and microsoft all made a stance and then almost right after that this guy you know with his uh trying to elicit services uh but then yeah sony was on top of it and they were like nope you're out sorry bye yeah i don't know it was uh unfortunate news Antoine looks like he wants to say something.
0: No, no. I was just thinking it's a good way to end the show.
1: Yeah, because Korean hates negative things. So this is a great way. We'll go out on the most perfectly negative thing you could possibly talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So this is a great time to end the show. Uh, so that way Korean doesn't have to worry about uh, being here. We should have something far more positive next week to go on. I believe next week we are going to be doing basically games that we wanted to play this year, but just didn't have time. So we're putting them in the backlog for next year, if I remember correctly. So that will be our theme this next week. Yes, we actually have a theme in advance. It's Yay. it's good. It's not it's not going to be, we're randomly going to do something and we're going to surprise you. No, it's not. Sorry,
0: I have to go. So goodbye in advance.
1: All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good timing to go to. All right, so we're going to call it a night or a day, depending on where you are. And we will see you all again next week. So have a lovely week, guys.
2: Bye-bye.